Hey, what's up, friends? How y'all doing? It's good to be back with you on Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kuf Nun Vav of Masech the Shabbos, Daf 156. Now, Chavre, there are 157 Daf in Masech the Shabbos, so that would make this the second to last Daf in Masech the Shabbos. Um, this Daf, at the beginning, we talk a little bit about what we uh, ended up with yesterday which was talking about like kneading different like doughs and stuff. So uh, exciting stuff, uh, but it's not going to last for too long. And then we spent a lot of time talking about like constellations and signs, which I don't know if you're interested in it, then it's going to be interesting. So here we go. Daf Kuf Nun Hey Amud Beis, all the way, all the way, all the way at the bottom. Tanar Rabbanan, the rabbis taught, in Govlin Es Hakoli. Okay. So we have a price that says that we may not um, need koli. And okay, so what is this? This is like if you take like, I don't know, different uh, kernels of like grain, like barley, I don't know, maybe like wheat. And then you like, it's moist, and then you dry it out in an oven, you make like a flour out of it, and then you add like water and salt, some kind of a porridge epis, something like that. So the question is, this specific kind of mixture, can you knead it together on Shabbos? So the Tanakhama says no. There's a Yeshomim, there's a, an additional opinion that says yes. Okay. Man Yeshomim, Amr of Chizda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudai. Okay, so who is this Yeshomim that says that you're allowed to uh, knead this koli? Now, Rashi also says that this koli is what's called shtis, right? Um, now, it came up in Mesech the Brachos a little bit, whatever, it's some kind of a porridge of sorts, okay? Um, so Rav Chizda says that the opinion who holds that you would be allowed to knead this kind of dough, porridge, batter, mixture thing is Rav Yossi Bar Yehuda, Rav Yehuda because Rav Yossi Bar Yehuda is the one who says that, you know, when it comes to a dough or when it came to yesterday with the bran and the water, you can pour water into it, right, in order for you to be high for kneading, you really have to knead it. You know, he's, he's more mockpid on, he has a more a stricter interpretation of what it actually means to knead something. Um, and therefore, or I guess more lenient depending on how you look at it, but the point is, um, you re- it really has to be more of a, of a real kneading. And therefore, he says just pouring water into flour is not enough. And he's going to say also, when it comes to this mixture, I guess it doesn't all come together very well. And therefore, even if you knead it um, on Shabbos, it's not really going to be considered kneading, and therefore um, you would be allowed to knead this um, kind of porridgey kind of thing. Vahani Mile, who the Mishane, however, he doesn't just give you a free ticket. You can't just push it, knead together this um, porridge kind of thing. Uh, you'd have to do some kind of a change from your regular manner that you would do it. Hechi Mishane. How do you make this change? Says of Chizda by just doing it in little bits. So you could knead together a little bit of this shtisa thing, and then a little bit more, and then after that a little bit more than that, like that. Now interesting, interestingly, the Brisa then continues, meaning the Brisa started off by saying, Ein govlin govlin. So there's a machlokas when it comes to this shtisa thing. Um, can you knead it together? Tanakhama says no. And um, we're saying, there's a Yeshom who we're saying is Rabbi Yosem Rabbi Yudah says yes. 
now continues that brisa, and it says, And they both agree that you're allowed to mix together this shtis on Shabbos. And that you could drink this Zesuma Mitzri thing, which is some kind of a drink that is also just like a regular drink that people drink, but it also has healing purposes, like uh, medicinal benefits. We say you could drink that because like you drink it anyways, even without the medicinal benefits. But what do we see? One second. The, at, at the beginning of the Bryce and the Reisha, we're saying it's Machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yosef Rebuda. Can you uh, need this Shtisa thing? And then we're saying, that, that everyone agrees that you're allowed to mix together this Shtis. What's going on? I thought we just said that it's Machlokas. Now we're saying everyone agrees? Like, why you got to be so confusing, Ke'ilu? So the Gemara answers, um, it's no problem. When the Reisha says that it's machlokas, that is when it's a thicker kind of batter. And there, the Tanakhama says that you would not be allowed to knead it together. And Rabbi Yosef Rabbi says that you may. And then we said, you, as long as they have a, a shinoi, seder. However, when it is a thinner shtisa, well then everyone agrees that you would be allowed to mix it together. Vanimile, who dimishani, but still you'd have to do some kind of a shinoi, some kind of you know, a kila achar yad to make it a little bit different. Hechi mishane, how do you make it different? Amr of Yosef said of Yosef, bechol nosin esachometz vachakach nosin esashtis. Well, generally when you prepare this porridge thing during the week, so first you would add vinegar and then later on you would add this, I guess, flour mixture. Bishabbos nosin esashtis vachakach nosin esachometz. If you're preparing it on Shabbos, so just flip it around. First add this flour stuff. And then add this vinegar. Okay, Seder. Very nice. Okay, friends. Well, now you know how to make shtisa on Shabbos. Well, I guess. Well, yeah, okay. Levi Bray Drav Huna Bachia Ashkeche Legabala Dve Noshe Dika Gavil Visafile Litore. Very nice. So, Levi Bray de Ravuna Bachia, so Levi, the son of Ravuna Bachia, fine. Ashkhe Legabalad Venashe, he found the like neater of his father's house, meaning he would prepare all the food for the animals. So he would guard the he would watch, take care of the animals and he would also prepare their food. And by doing that he would take, you know, bran and water and mix it together. And the Gavla Visafile Litore. And Levi Breder of Hunabachia saw that this person in charge of the animals was um, kneading together the water and bran for the ox on Shabbos. Now, the Mishnah had said, what did the Mishnah say? Our Mishnah had said that while you're allowed to add water to bran, and we said that that was Reb Yossi Rabbi Yehuda says that you're allowed to add water to the bran. However, you wouldn't be allowed to mix it together. Now, this fellow was mixing the bran with the water. So, Batash Bey. So, Levi didn't have any uh, patience for this insanity. And he got very upset with the person in charge of the animals of his father's house. Asa Avua. But then Levi's father came. Uh, who is Rav Huna Barchia, Ashkeche, and he found Levi. and he said to Levi, This is what your mother's father said, i.e. your grandfather. Mishmei the Rav, in the name of Rav, Umanu, who was his grandfather. 
Reb Yirmiya Bar Abba. So this Levi Breda of Huna Barchia's grandfather was Reb Yirmiya Bar Abba. Now this is not Levi, because as we're going to learn in another few minutes, Levi was a student of Rebbe, and this was talking about the grandson of somebody who was a student of Rav, who was obviously later than that. Okay. Aquaponim. So Huna Rav Huna Barchia said to his son Levi that this is what your grandfather Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba said in the name of Rab, Govlin Vilo Misafin, that you would be allowed to mix together um, this bran and water, but just do not force it down an animal's throat so far down that it cannot hock it up. Udilo Lakit Bilishne, Mahalkitin Lay, and if you have an animal that is. Uh, Unable, it's a young, if you have like a young calf that is unable to eat on its own, so then you can feed the, uh, animal. Okay. But probably just a place where it can still hock it up. Vahani mile hudimishani. But when you, so we said that you would be allowed to mix together, right? So, right? So we said that Rabbi Abba was saying in the name of Rab, that Govlin, that you would be allowed to mix it together, but you would have to make a shinui. How do you make a shinoi? The shinoi that you should make is that when you are mixing together this bran and water, don't like mix it in circles, you know, like the regular way that you mix, make it in crosses, right? Taking, taking the metaphor from our loom, right? Like you have the vertical threads and the horizontal threads. So that's what you should do when you're mixing. Just go straight and then perpendicular like that. But one second, but then you're not really going to do a good job. Amr of Yehuda Menaro Lichli. So if you would have said, well, at the same time, you can also be shaking around the, the, the vessel that you're mixing it in at the same time. And, you know, through the, through your different methods, you will be able to get to a satisfactory level of mixing. It was written on Ze'iri's, it was written on Ze'iri's, um, tablet. Because Ze'iri had some kind of a tablet that he would write things on, and it was written in his tablet, Amaris Kadam Rebbe. And Ze'iri says, look, I said in front of my teacher. Now the Gemara wants to know, Umanu, who was Ze'iri's teacher? Rebbe Chia. Uh-huh. So Ze'iri's teacher was Rebbe Chia, which is also kind of interesting, because I sometimes, I've wondered in the past, is Ze'iri Rebbe Zera? And I feel like sometimes I've seen before that like Rebbe Ze'ira, Rebbe Ze'ira maybe is Rebbe Zera. I don't know, maybe that's like the same person. But Rebbe Zera was a student of Rav Yehuda, and we're saying over here that um, Ze'iri was a student of Reb Chia. Now, Reb Zera, I don't think would have been a student of Rabbi Chia because Reb Zera was a student of Rav Yehuda, who was a student of Rav, who was the nephew of um, Reb Chia. So, Mistama, Ze'iri is sort of an older Amora, and this Ze'iri was a student of Reb Chia. Fine. So, Ma'al So, Ze'iri says that he asked Reb Chia, are you allowed to knead together, like, I don't know, let's just say like bran and water on Shabbos. Amr Osir, he said, no, you can't. Ma'udafarik, can you take food from one animal and kind of put it in front of the other? Amr Mutter, he said, yeah, that would be Mutter. Okay, and we actually saw, we had seen that recently as well, right? We had said that you're allowed to take like donkey food and put it in front of the cow, but not cow in front of the donkey. Okay. Amr of Menasha, said Rav Menasha, 
Chad kame chad, tre kame tre, shapi dummy, tlasa kame tre, oser. Says of Menasha, you're allowed to put one portion of food in front of one animal and two portions of food in front of two animals, but don't put three portions of food in front of two because if during the week you wouldn't add so much food, so then on Shabbos there's no reason why you should be allowed to add more food than you would normally do during the week. Okay. Rav Yosef Amar Kav Vafilu Kabayim Ula Amar Kor Vafilu Koraim. Rav Yosef says, actually add as much food as you want. If you want to add and you know, if you want to even give a kav to each animal, give a kav to each animal. It says Ula, even if you want to add a core or two to each animal, which we said yesterday, a core was really quite a large amount, right? We said it was 144 eggs worths in a sa'ah, and there are 30 sa'ahs in a core. So that makes like, I didn't do the math yesterday, but I said it was a lot. And I still hold by that. I still stand by that. But maybe let's try to do a better job. So if you do 144 and then um, times 10. So that would make 1,440. And then if you multiply that by three, so then, I don't know, we're talking about probably like about 4,200 4, eggs worth, something like that. That's a lot of eggs. 4,200 eggs. How many eggs can you eat? More than like five we're talking about 4,200 eggs. That, that, that's like a bunch of eggs. And then Ula's saying even two cores. So that's like, well, if it's like 4,200, well then that times two would be like 8,400. That's a lot of eggs, friends. It's a lot of eggs. It was written on the tablet of Levi. Amaris Kadam Rebbe. I said before... Um, my teacher, okay, Umanu, and who is Levi's teacher? Rabbeinu Akadish, Rabbi Nasi, Adavu Gavlin Shtisa Bibavil. And I was asking, so Levi says that he was asking Rebbe, you know, about the fact that in Bavel they would, um, that in Bavel they would, um, need together this shtisa that we talked about at the beginning of the daf, like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Now, remember, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi said it was permitted, but Rabbi Yosef Rabbi argues with Rebbe. Rebbe says that you would not be allowed to mix together this shtisa, particularly if it is um, thick. So, Vavatsovach Rebbe And Rebbe would cry out and yell and scream, but nobody would listen to him in Bavel. And there was nothing the Rebbe could do about it because the fact of the matter is that he's just one opinion in a two-person machlokas and Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudha says that you would be allowed to need this shtisa and therefore, and the people in Bavel are doing like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudha, and that's what they're doing, you know, they're, they're holding like a valid opinion and there's not much that Rebbe can do about it. It was written on the tablet of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Oh, interesting. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi was the son of Levi. So we were just talking about Levi's tablet, and now we're talking about his son, Rabbi Yoshua's tablet. Okay. Somebody who's born on Sunday, on the first day of the week, he's going to be a person, that doesn't have, that has like only one in him. What does that mean? My What does it mean that there will like only be one thing in him? 
If it means that he won't even have one good attribute to him, he will be rotten to the core. Ravashi says, I was born on Sunday. Ravashi says that he was born on Sunday, and clearly Ravashi was a good guy. No, what it means is that there won't be anything bad. You're just going to be a great guy like Ravashi. Ravashi points out that he's not the only one who was born on Sunday. Also, Dimi Bar Kakuzta was born on Sunday. Who was that? And Ravashi says, look, while I am a king, I am a Rosh Hashiva, he is the head of thieves. So we seem to see that, you know, not only great guys are going to be born on Sunday, also pretty rotten fellows are going to be born on Sunday. So Ella, ikule letivu, ikule levishu. Rather, if you're born on Sunday, you're going to be the head of something, whether it's the head of the yeshiva or the head of the robbers, but you're going to be the head of something. Okay, fine. Right, he says, ikule letivu, ikule levishu. Either you're going to be entirely good or entirely bad, but nothing in between. Haman de betray b'shaba, if you're born on Monday, yigvar ragzan. Well, you are going to be very angry. My time, how come you're going to be so angry? Mishum de'ifligu be'maya. Well, because that was the day that the waters were separated from each other. The, he- the upper waters and the lower waters. So you are going to be a fellow who is separated from everybody else because you are an angry man. Haiman de'bitlasa b'shaba. If you have a fellow who was born on Tuesday, ye'igvar osir vizanoi. A uh, person born on Wednesday, on Tuesday, is going to be wealthy and promiscuous. My time, how come? Mishum Ivrubei asavim. Well, because Tuesday was the day that um, uh, grass was created, and grass, you know, it kind of spreads out all over the place. And but yeah, but but also just without any kind of control. Um, and this fellow is going to be all over the place without control. Haiman Debar Ba'ab B'Shaba, somebody who's born on Wednesday, Yegvar Chokin, he's going to be a very smart man, Vinahir, and very radiant. My time out come, Mishum De Islu Oris, because Wednesday is the day that the luminaries were installed. And therefore, right, as Rashi says, Vitora Or, that the Pazak says that, um, a mitzvah is a candle and light is Torah, so he's going to be a great Torah scholar and a great Torah luminary. Haiman de Bechamisha, Bishaba, Yegvar Gomachasodim. A person who's born on Thursday is going to be a person who is, uh, has chesed, who has good deeds, who does good deeds. My time, how come? Mishum de Ibru Bey, Dogim Veofis, because on Thursday, that is when the fish and the birds were created and they are fed by the kindness of God and therefore since they are sustained with kindness this person who's born on Thursday will be a person who um, embodies kindness. Somebody who's born on Arab Shabbos on a Friday he's going to be a uh, 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 like a, a seeker. Says what this means is that he will be somebody who seeks mitzvahs. He's always going after mitzvahs, just like on Friday people are running around to prepare mitzvahs for Shabbos. Haiman de Bishabata, yehei, 
Bishabbat Yomus. A person who is born on Shabbos will die on Shabbos. Adachilu Aloi Yomaraba de Shabsa. And that is because people had to be Machal Shabbos for him to be born. So therefore he's going to die on Shabbos. As we saw, uh, you know, a few weeks ago about how we could be Machal Shabbos in order to bring a baby into the world. Amarava and who will be called a very, very holy man. So somebody who's born on Shabbos will be a very holy man. So Rabbi Chanina said to his students, Go and tell Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Lo mazal yom gorem, elamazal shah gorem. So Rabbi Chanina says, to his students, hey, go tell Rabbi Shub and Levi that he's got it all wrong. It doesn't matter what day of the week you're born. If you're born on a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday. What matters is what hour during the day you were born. Because as we saw um, a few weeks ago, I think it was on Kuf Chav Tesamud Beis, we saw, um, maybe, I think, yes, that, um, there are seven constellations that are like always kind of going in cycles. Okay. There's like Mars and Jupiter and the sun and the moon. And so it's not, doesn't depend like what day of the week. It depends what hour in the day and which sign was like during that hour. Cause Haiman de Bechama, somebody who's born in the sign of the sun, Yehegvar, Zivsan, I'm sorry, So if he's born during the sign of the sun, well then he's going to be very radiant like the sun. He's going to eat his own food. He's going to drink his own drink. Just like the sun doesn't overlap with the night. You know, you have the sun during the day and then the sun's gone during the night and it comes back the next morning. So here also he's going to have a person with boundaries. He's going to eat only his food and drink only his drinks. Virazoi, Galyan, and all of his secrets will be revealed just like the sun. Everything is revealed. If he tries to be a sneaky robber, he won't succeed. If a person is born during the sign of Venus, so he's going to be a wealthy and promiscuous fellow. My time, how come? Because Jupiter has fire and therefore he's going to have a big fire of the Yetzirah. Haiman de Bikochavye, Gvarnoyer Vichokim, somebody who is born during the sign of Mercury, so he's going to be very um, re- uh, smart. Mishum de Safra de Chama, who? Because Mercury is the um, secretary of the sun. Okay? Haiman de Bilvanoye, somebody who's born during the sign of the moon. Gvar Svil Martin. He's going to be somebody who suffers afflictions. Banoi Vesasir Sasu Vanoi. He's going to build and destroy, well, and dismantle, dismantle and build, just like the moon gets, you know, waxes and wanes. Achil de Lodile Vesasi de Lodile. He's going to eat other people's food and drink other people's drinks, just like the moon kind of overlaps with the daytime, kind of comes out early. Vrazoi Kasyon and his secrets will be hidden. Imgan of Matzlach, if he's a thief, he will be a successful thief. 
somebody who's born during the sign of Saturn, so it's a, it's he's going to be a person who his thoughts become no, 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 nothing comes of his thoughts. They're going to be batel nullified. Those who say those who say no, any bad things that other people think about him will not come to fruition. Haman somebody born during Jupiter. Uh oh, I think I already said Jupiter, and I was wrong. When I said Jupiter before, I think maybe I said Jupiter before, but I meant to say Venus. So just rewind your minds a little bit. Do like a shtickle, cut and paste, kaze, and then fast forward again to here. So somebody who's born in uh, the sign of Jupiter, well then, Yehe Gvar Tzadkan, he's going to be a righteous fellow who gives tzedakah. Amr Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak B'Tzadkan B'Mitzvus is going to B'Tzadkan Ayi is going to give tzedakah to poor people. Haiman de B'Maidim Yehei. So somebody who's born in uh, the constellation of Mars. What if he's born on Mars? What if he's born on Mars, but like in the constellation of let's say like the Moon? Then what happens? I guess we'll find out soon enough. Gvar Ashid Dama. So if he's born in the sign of Mars, he's going to be a bloody fellow. Amr Abaye, no. Amr of Ashi, i umana, i ganava, i tabacha, i mohala. What does that mean? He's going to be a bloody fellow. Well, he will be a bloodletter or a thief, as Rashi points out. You know, a, a not 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 a friendly thief, a murderous thief, or a shochet or a mohel. Rabba says, I was actually born during uh, the sign of Mars. Well, you also punish and kill. Okay. I mean, as we did learn the other day, that um, Rabba was not very popular in his hometown of Pumpadisa because of uh, all the muster that he would give them. And the art school pointed out as well that from that story in Megillah where Rabba um, shechted Rebzera and then brought him back to life. So Abai says, you know, it all makes sense now. Okay, very nice. Itmar, it was stated, Very interesting. So Abchanina says, look, you know, as we just learned from Abchanina, he was going into all these details about the different signs and how they affect a person and 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 their life. So Abchanina clearly says what Mazel Machim, Mazel Mashir. Signs are able to make people smart. Signs are able to make people wealthy. Veish Mazel Yisrael and the Jewish nation nation is as um, under the control of uh, these signs as any other nation of the world. Rabbi Yochanan Amar ain Mazel Yisrael, whereas Rabbi Yochanan says not true. Meaning by default yes. By default, what Reb Hanina is saying is correct. And if I don't know, you're born in Mercury, so you'll have whatever things are, uh, you know, relevant for being born in the sign of Mercury. However, you can daven. Says of Yochanan, a yid can daven. And he can change the outcome of what his, uh, sign otherwise would have brought. Bazda of Yochanan, the time, and Reb Yochanan is consistent with his reasoning. The Amr Yochanan, Minayin Shemazal Yisrael, says of Yochanan, how do we know that the yidin do not or are not sort of like held down by their signs. They can pray and change it. 
Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Koyamar Hashem, so said God, Alderech Agoyim, Al Tilamdu, Al Tilmadu. Do not learn from the ways of the nations. Umay also Sashamayim Al Techatu, and do not fear the signs of the heavens. Kiyechatu Agoyim Mehema, because the other nations have to be fearful of the signs of the heavens. They have to be fearful, but not the Jews, because the Jews um, can pray to change those um, signs. Also, Rav agreed with Rabbi Yochanan that there is no mazel for Yisrael, or at least we are not forced into whatever implications of our mazel. Says Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rav, how do we know that there is no mazal Yisrael. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, by Avram Avinu, by Yotzei Oso Achutza, that the Eivishter took out Avram Avinu outside. Omer Avram Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Avram Avinu says to God, Ribbonu Shalala, Master of the World, Ben Beisi Yorish Osi. He says, look, Avram says to God, he says, look, my, the, my, the, my, my servant is going to inherit me and everything that I have. Eliezer, my servant, I don't have any children, he's going to inherit me. Omer, though, so God said to Avram Avinu, Lav, not true. Ki im asher mimeecha. Somebody who, who, you know, your, your own child is going to inherit you. So Avram Avinu says to God, he says, no, but master of the world. That's not correct. Uh, you know, with all due respect. I looked at my constellations. And, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. I looked at my constellations. I'm not a person who is going to have a child. So God says, no, forget about your, 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 your constellations. Go out from your constellations. There's no constellations that, that, right, that are definitive when it comes to Israel. And then God continues, he says, Avram, why do you think that you're not going to be able to have any children? Is it because the constellation of Tzedek, which we said was uh, Jupiter, is all the way in the west, and the west is too cold, and you know, whatever it is, and you need to have children in the east? Well, well, God says, look, I am God after all, and he can just take Jupiter from the west and put it in the east. Problem solved. Have as many kids as you want. And this is what the Pasuk says in Yeshaya. Who shone forth from who shone forth from the east and he took the constellation of Tzedek, which is Jupiter, and he sort of called it Liraglo on his behalf, on Avraham Avinu's behalf, and um, you know, took it from the west, put it in the east, and now Avraham Avinu was able to have children. And from a certain story with Shmuel, we also see that Shmuel was of the opinion that there is no mazel l'Yisrael. Shmuel the Avlet, because Shmuel and Avlet, who was a non-Jewish astrologer, um, they were sitting together. And then there were people passing by to go to the swamp to collect reeds. So Avlet said to Shmuel, look, you see this guy over there? Well, he's going to go to collect his reeds and he's never going to come back. A snake is going to bite him and he's going to be die 
and he's gonna die. Uh, that is the end of that fellow. We are never going to see him again. Get one last good look because that's all you're gonna get. Shmuel said, watch, if he's a Yid, he'll, he'll, he'll be back soon enough. Adi Yosef, and while they were still sitting there, guess what? Shmuel, Shmuel's prediction at least, you know, from the fact that, well, basically this guy came back. So he ended up avoiding the snake. So clearly, I guess he was Jewish, and clearly also he ended up avoiding the snake. So come Avlet, Shadya Litune, Avlet got up and he threw down this fellow's bundle out of his hand, this bundle of reeds that he collected. Ashkach bechivya deposik ushdi betarte gove. And sure enough, he found in the bundle a snake that was sliced in half. Meaning, while this fellow was, was cutting the reeds, he, uh, the, he didn't even know, but there was a snake on one of the reeds, and as he was cutting the reed, he cut the snake in half. And that was the snake that was going to kill him. Shmuel said, wow, Mr. Fellow, what did you do to merit to be saved? He says, look, I'm part of this group, and every day we collect, we have a potluck, we collect all of our bread, all of our food together, and that's what we eat. And we eat it. And I noticed that this morning, there was somebody in the group who didn't have any food to contribute. Have a kamirsef and he was embarrassed. Amina lehu ana So I said, you know what, friends, I am going to be the one who collects all the food today. Kimatoy legabe. When I got to him and it was his turn to to contribute, shavai nafshai kiman de ashkili minay. So I pretended to have taken food from him, but I didn't actually take food from him. Kiechi dilolichsef said he wouldn't be. Um, Embarrassed, and instead, this fellow doubled the amount that doubled his contribution in order to uh, contribute for this fellow who didn't have anything to contribute. Amr lay mitzvah vadit, and Shmuel says, "Wow, you just did a big mitzvah." Nafak Shmuel v'darash mimaves. Shmuel went out and he and he expounded on the pasuk in Mishlei um, that says that staka will save from death. Right, because obviously it saved this fellow from the snake. It doesn't just save you from a tragic death; it saves you mamish from death bichlal. As this fellow mamish was 100% saved from death. And we can also see from Rabbi Akiva that there's a story that shows that there's no mazal Israel. Rabbi Akiva had a daughter. And these uh, stargazers said to Rabbi Akiva, On the day of her wedding, a snake is going to bite her and she's going to die. And Rabbi Akiva, you know, didn't take these words lightly. He was, he was very nervous about this. Now that day of her wedding, she took, you know, after the wedding, she took, she removed her pin and she stuck it into the wall. It's Rami Esiv Be'ene Dechivya. And guess what happened? The snake was mamish right in the wall, right behind where she stuck in that pin. And the pin pierced the snake in its eye. Litzafra. And then the next morning, Kikashaklala, when she removed the pin from the wall, Havakasarich Ve'asi Chivya Basra, while this dead snake 
kind of got pulled out of the wall with this pin. This dead snake that was going to kill her and then got murdered. Omar la avua, her father said to her, Mayavadit, what did you do that you merited to be saved from death? Amrle, she said to him, Bifanya, well, last night, Asa Anya Kara Abava, there was a uh, poor person who came to the wedding and he was knocking on the gate. And everybody was so busy at the wedding that nobody heard this poor person. I got up, and I took my food. Obviously, that was given to me. And I gave it to this poor fellow. Rabbi Kiva said to her, Mitzvah Avadit, wow, you just did a big mitzvah. Nafak Rabbi Kiva Vidarash, Rabbi Kiva went out and he expounded on the Pasuk in Mishle that Tzedakah will save you from death. Not just from a um, tragic death, but Mamish, there won't be any death at all. And we can also learn from a story of Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak that there's no Mazal Li Yisrael. Because the stargazers told um, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak's mother that your son is going to be a thief. Oy vey. Lo shavakte galuye reishe. So she didn't want her son to be a thief. And in the end, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, as we saw quite a while back, that he was the Mari de Uvda. He had very, very good midas. So, so clearly, um, somehow, they managed to avoid what the stargazers said was going to be. How did that happen? So, because lo shavikte galuye reishe, she would not allow Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak to ever go out without a head covering. Amra le, she said to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, kasi reishe, cover your head at all times, so that you should have the fear of God upon you at all times. And you should also daven all the time. And Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak never knew why his mother was so paranoid, why she would say to always cover his head and to daven all the time. One time he was sitting and he was learning under a palm tree, a date palm tree. And somehow his head covering fell off. And at that time he looked up and he saw these dates at the top of the palm tree. So he saw this palm tree and he saw the dates at the top of the palm tree. And his Yetzirah was so strong that Imamish climbed all the way up to the top of the palm tree. And he ripped off a bundle of dates with his teeth so that he can eat them. And it wasn't his palm tree. So he was basically stealing. So at that point, it was clear that, wow, uh, imagine if he wasn't always covering his head and davening, uh, he mamish would be on the path of the thieves. But because of Ein Mazal Yisrael, even though that is the default of what he would be, you can overcome that and override that. Friends, that was Daf Kuf Nun Vav Masech Tashav. It was pretty interesting. I mean, so the beginning we just started off with that Machlokas between basically a continuation of the Machlokas between Rebbe and Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Yehuda, about needing um, those. Rebbe is more strict. Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Yehuda is more um, lenient. And then this basically led to this whole discussion about Yesh Mazel Yisrael or Ein Mazel Yisrael. 
So we have Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, whose opinion was that, um, well, Yesh Mazal Yisrael, that there are Mazal Yisrael, although we didn't see if Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi would say whether or not you can override them, but he said that depending on what day of the week you are, that will have an, uh, the, what day of the week you are born, that will have an effect on your, uh, on you. Um, Rabbi said it's not about the day of the week, it's about the hour of the day. And then we have all sorts of rabbis like Rabbi Yochanan and Rav and Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak who demonstrate that actually there's no Mazal Yisrael, which means that even though, sure, the hour or the day of the week or whatever it might be, there's all sorts of uh, astrological um, 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 I don't know, implications or, or things that, that uh, affect things about your personality, but you can override them with davening and um, wearing a yarmulke and stuff like that. All right, friends, that was Daf Kufnun Vav. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoy your day. Peace out, Chavra.